Hi there, and welcome to Isometric, a gaming podcast from a different perspective. I'm Steve Lubitz, and I am here, as always, with Head of Development at Giant Space Cat, Brianna Wu. How you doing, Bri? Yeah! What's crackalacking? <laughs> Oh, we've got furniture and crackalackin. It's like a it's like a daily double. I I'm, I am a woman that is full of innovation for you, the <laughs> listeners. You're our chief innovation officer for the podcast. I, I bring nonsense innovation to this show every single week. And Maddie, I want to see more innovation from you this week in the realm of nonsense. We're, start, okay. we're starting by call, okay. calling Maddie out. That's good. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's gonna be a very it's gonna be a very conflicting show. Today. All right, oh, let's see. I got something to throw here. I don't know what it's going to sound like. Does it belong to Frank? To Look, no. Here. Just introduce me, Steve. I'm just going to give this a shot. Assistant Games Editor of Pace Magazine, Maddie Myers. How you doing, Maddie? Oh, yeah! That <laughs> Did that sound loud on your end? Was that you? Was that the sound of you like taking your audio file and putting it in the trash on your Mac? Was What was that? Um, No, I'm definitely still <laughs> recording. Anyway, I'm Maddie Myers, and I'm here on this show ready to rock. You, I almost believed you. I almost believed you. What's up? That was like a seven. That was pretty good. I like that. (laughs) I approve of that. Georgia, can you top that? I don't think I can. Really, can I'm gonna I'm gonna do my intro like Maddie. I'm just gonna be dry. Georgia's job is to be (laughs) chill and laugh. That's her role on the show. Don't try to pull. Georgia is like the Ed McMahon of of isometric. (laughs) Oh no! Oh (laughs) Jesus! Do I have to sell those like you know sweepstakes at the same time? Publishers Clearinghouse. Damn. Oh man, that's not fair. I'll introduce senior editor from iBoard.com and America's Canadian sweetheart, Georgia Dow. How you doing, Georgia? Oh boy. (laughs) Okay. Huh? (laughs) I bring it. You didn't That's knock it. anything over. Come on. I don't have to. I'm 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 hitting Ge- coins, man. George has already weaponized Mario. No, Steve, invite her on again and I'll break something. <laughs> America's Canadian sweetheart. I really like that. I, I stole that from Unconsol from George's uh, guest spot on Unconsolable this week. They started calling her uh, America's sweetheart even though she's Canadian, so I, I stole that. She but- is America's sweetheart. She I mean really besides is. Maddie. No. It wouldn't be me. <laughs> I I may belong to America, but I don't think I'm America's sweetheart. Maybe I'm America's machine gun. I don't know. <laughs> America's arm cannon. Maddie Myers. Maddie is own is all metal. America's arm cannon. America's ice beam. That's fantastic. I, I'm just spitballing here. Listeners can vote. Yeah, if you're if you're I listening am. live, feel free to tweet us title suggestions while you're listening. By the way, because or know, why run not? for your lives, or run for I your lives. I still wanted yeah. last or... week's. What happened to like Steve is a delicate snowflake. I'm like that so sad. Cute. I mean, that's not really a title. That's just kind of a known fact. Okay, <laughs> right. it's too. It too obvious. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so I just want to make sure to point out George's uh, appearance on Unconsolable, which was excellent, by the way. Oh, thank you. And and uh, Bree also had an excellent uh, interview over on Let's Make Mistakes, which was which I just listened to this afternoon. Did you make you, a mistake? I not not by listening. No. Okay. Is that their motto? Don't make a mistake. <laughs> Listen to our show. We should give that to them for free. <laughs> it's a great motto. If you're if you're listening to the show on Monday in the future, then you could uh, know <laughs> I'm going future. to be on <laughs> no, I'm going to be on DLC uh, here on Five by Five next week. Uh, so you can like tune in. I have no idea when they actually broadcast the show, but we're recording at eleven. So, so you haven't actually recorded it yet, and you're already right. It's happening to right it? now as people are listening to it. So wait, but Bree, what if you totally bomb? Now you've already promoted it. 
I mean, now, now who knows what you, you could say how anything. Could, People how could my performance be worse than this show, Maddie? That part how would just suddenly disappear. Oh, no. <laughs> you would never bomb. You're going to rock it. Oh, rock man. it to the okay. moon. Anyway, video games, right? Yeah, we should talk about video games. How about we do that? So um, basically this week is Brie played a lot of games and the rest of us are going to play Letterpress for the whole show. Hey, I played games too. I'm a professional video game reviewer, Steve. Uh, call, just when kidding, when but, you're uh, upset at him, you call him Steven. Uh, is that your full name? Is it Steven? It, it is Steven. And my wife, what, what was discovered, I was streaming Never Alone this week, and apparently she was calling me Steven during the stream. So now people, have, it, the, the secret's out that I am actually called Steven. Oh my, my gosh. Household. Is it with a V E N or P H? Yes, it is with a V, not with a P H. I'm not, uh, that's, that's way too fancy for me. Okay, I just wanted you know I just want to know whether I should call you King Stefan or something. No, please, please don't. Well, actually, I, I'll be okay. From <laughs> Sleeping Beauty, am I remembering that right? Am I, I remembering my children's movies correctly? You know what? I don't actually watch Disney movies as much as experience fragments of them randomly. So mm-hmm. you know, I don't actually know. I'm sorry, I got us off topic immediately. Steve. Yeah, that was you let that me was do bad. it. How dare you? So uh, this week is another one of those weeks where. Literally every game that's going to be released all came out all on the same day. So yeah. it looks like this week and next week we're just going to talk about games that we played. And that's going to be a thing that we do. And uh, it's going to be fun. So I guess we'll start with Far Cry 4 because yeah. we want to talk about elephants for 20 minutes. Yeah. And <laughs> I did. Bree, are you the only one that played? Did anyone else play Far Cry I 4? I did not. Yeah. I was busy. Yeah. What? I was. Sorry. I can understand Georgia not playing because she's Canadian. Oh. We are Americans. Oh. Man, Bree, I, I spent can't. every possible moment that I had this week either playing Dragon Age Inquisition or Super Smash, both before they came out, because I am a video game reviewer. So give me a break. Okay, I'll give you a break, but Steven. I. I <laughs> oh God. Oh no. I. Oh, I watched. Oh, I watched begins. the Far Cry Four commercial during the football game this weekend. Okay. What did you think of it? <laughs> I thought it looked like every other first-person shooter. I don't know. I, I know I don't like the Far Cry games. So, <gasps> not even what? Far Cry Two. What? I don't, I don't think I played Far Cry Two. <gasps> That's the only good one. Oh my, Steven! Blood <laughs> Dragon. What? No, I played well, Blood okay. Dragon. And yeah, Blood I didn't. Dragon, I didn't I like Blood Dragon. Played because I'm. You didn't shirt. like Blood. You Dragon. know I didn't oh, like Blood God, Dragon. We've had this conversation. We've had this conversation on statement. the show. I'm pretty sure this conversation happens every week. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every week, Bree like can only fall asleep by reassuring herself that it was a bad dream where Steve said that he didn't like Blood Dragon, and then by the next week she doesn't remember that we already talked about it, and she's like, "You didn't like Blood Dragon." <laughs> it's great I though. Totally Keep it get up. That, though. I forgot that Steve didn't like movies. Right. Yeah. Right. And we had that whole conversation about how Steve doesn't like movies from the 80s specifically, and that's why he doesn't like Blood Dragon. You see, it's because I pe- keep Steve on a pedestal. So the fact <laughs> that he wouldn't like really good stuff is shocking to me. I'm sorry to be a disappointment to all of our listeners. I apologize profusely. Okay. But I'm not going to stop, so. Can I talk Great. about Far Cry 4? Yeah, yeah, tell us about the game. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I should tell you, I... Freaking love Far Cry. Okay, like like it's weird because I'm like a, a you know pretty well known tech feminist and like the most imperialistic, bloody, violent, like you know like fantasy that exists. I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, so Far Cry One, I played the frack out of. I love that game. 
Far Cry 2, I thought, was one of the most amazing games of the last generation. I mean, it is a really, really sophisticated game as far as uh, you know, mechanics, like if you're out in the field and you know, your your sidekick that's with you like goes down and you don't have an extra health syringe with you, you could actually have to kill him or her. Uh, which is a really difficult emotional choice. Like Far Cry 2 is a really, really excellent game. Far Cry 3, I thought, was an excellent game. I didn't have, you know, the problems with the narrative that a lot of people had. Um, like the main character was critiqued for being this brotastic guy. And I thought it was a very heart of darkness kind of tale in a modern way where you had basically a frat boy that found out he was really, really good at killing when he wasn't really good at anything else. And I thought it was well-characterized and a really good story. So I played a lot of Far Cry. Like, it, it would probably be fair to say I played, like, 500 hours of all the Far Cries put together. So I was really, 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 really looking forward to this game. Really? Yeah, really. <laughs> and I booted it up, and... My heart sank the instant, like, it cut away from the uh, cutscenes with pagan men, and I had the control to myself. And my heart just sank because instantly I could feel the control and the way that the character jumped and moved, and it was exactly the same. It felt exactly the same as Far Cry 3. Now, this is moving up a generation, I might add. Like, this is PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4. So, it doesn't look much better. It's very, very, very clearly the same engine. Um, this is, to me, the by far the most disappointing Far Cry game I have ever played. Wow. And the reason is, it's not that it's a bad game. If you haven't played Far Cry 3, you're probably really going to enjoy this game. But it is a game without any innovation whatsoever. Um, all the mechanics that were, in my opinion, a step forward for Far Cry 3, like Far Cry 2 to Far Cry 3 made the game more arcadey and less realistic. Far Cry 2 is a very realistic, brutal, very difficult game. Far Cry 3 added these mechanics like killing animals that you encounter out in the wild to like skin them and create uh, upgrades, like the ability to carry more weapons. Um, this game has all of that. Far Cry 3 had a new mechanic where you collected different plants and you crafted um, you know, health, health packs with them. This has that exactly. There's nothing new about this game whatsoever that I've been able to tell. It's the same weapons. It's, I mean, it's a little bit different with the weapons, but it's largely the same weapons. It's the same mechanics. It's the same upgrade system. A really good example is in Far Cry 3. Um, so you go to your first town, and this is an open world game. You can go do anything. It gives you your first mission, which is to go climb this radio tower and to turn off the radio tower, which is broadcasting propaganda. In this one, in Far Cry 4, you get to your first town, it opens it up, it gives you your first mission, which is to go climb a radio tower and to disable the radio tower, which is broadcasting propaganda. Hmm. Um, so it seems a little it, similar. It's, it's really the same game. And it's a very good game. And I'm going to play it and I'm going to enjoy it because I love Far Cry. But I'm 
extremely disappointed by the fact that, you know, they're, they didn't bring much innovation to the table. The only new mechanic I've seen is you can skin an animal and throw meat and then like a, a honey badger will come out onto the field and might kill an enemy for you, which seems kind of dumb to be honest with you. Um, so it's just, I, I think this is the fault of Ubisoft because if you look at Far Cry, Far Cry 2, if I'm remembering correctly, that came out in, what was it? 2009, 2008. Um, it was the year Obama was elected. It was October 21st, 2008. It came out. Yeah, 2008. So then Far Cry 3 came out. What was that? 2011, 2012, late 2012. It was November, 2012. Okay. So, you know, that's, four years of development time here we find ourselves barely two years later and you know ubisoft is basically doing the assassin's creed thing where they need money for x quarter so they release a major title and you know assassin's creed doesn't reinvent the engine every time they just tweak a mechanic or two and give you the same game in a new location so to me this is just it's it's very disappointing. Does does that make sense to me? I hope I'm not babbling. I, I mean, I guess the question that I have is, I mean, how much of it is the short development time and how much of it is that they're still not willing to give up the last-gen system so they're still going to be held back by the limitations of the last generation? To be honest, this game doesn't really look – I mean, it doesn't look bad. Um, it doesn't look great. It, it looks very mediocre, so I can see that. But, you know, new mechanics and innovation of mechanics, that shouldn't be really tied to a next-gen system. And I don't know. It's like I, I don't believe that the difference in developing for, say, like Xbox 360 and PlayStation 4, since they're both x86, I can't imagine that's going to like be a huge amount of the dev time. So... I I don't know. I I I I think it's more of a short development time than it is, you know, like splitting the difference between last gen and current gen. What about the story? Is it any good or No. <laughs> okay. No. Well, settle that one with a single word. Okay. <laughs> guess guess that's an open and shut case. Don't need any more info. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Pagan Man is a great character. Like Troy Baker did him. He's he's wonderful, but every single review that's talked about his character, Pagan Men, um, you know, they've said he doesn't get enough screen time. That's absolutely what I've seen as well. So you have this very strong character that starts off, but the protagonist is very weak. Um the side characters are very weak. Um, and the story as a whole is just really weak. And I know a lot of people had a problem with, you know, Far Cry 3's main character, but at least he had motivations. At least he was a person. At least there was like an element of self-discovery for him. I don't feel any of that from Far Cry 4. Um, it just, it feels lifeless. And uh, I just, I don't have anything good to say about it, you know? I'm sorry, Bree. I'm sorry because I know how much you love Far Cry, especially Blood Dragon, and yeah. and I know it sucks when you know you get a new game in a series that you love, and it's just a complete letdown. Yeah. Well, some people were worried about this, but I I know that a lot of the people that were worried didn't love Far Cry Three as much as Bree did, so I right. kind of had dismissed yeah. it, at least for Bree's sake. I mean, I I didn't think this would interest me, but 
I thought maybe Brie would like it, but it's just too bad to hear that even a diehard True Far fan. Cry fan <laughs> can't find anything to enjoy here. So I guess Ubisoft is doomed. Is that where? Well, <laughs> well, I think there is a bigger question here, and I I'm not saying that sarcastically, but let's let's look at the facts here. Okay, like Ubisoft clearly needed Assassin's Creed Unity released because, like, from everything I've heard, they had a production schedule. They they needed money for that quarter, and you know the development was clearly rushed on that game. Um, here, I think you see Far Cry, which is another jewel of their their you know their company, and it's clear this game was on a rushed production schedule. So I think that does lead to a fair question, which is, is Ubisoft operating in a way where they can produce really high quality games currently? Because I think for this year, that answer is a very mixed answer, you know? What, what's interesting to me, though, is that the games that have been really well received are not the AAA games. They're the downloadable games that they're putting out. Right. Like like Child of Light and Valiant Hearts are the two that are coming to mind immediately. And those are games that are with lower expectations at a lower price point. I don't know how well they're doing for them. But it they can put out mm-hmm. good quality games when they're not betting the company on them. Right. Well, I think that they, they're, they're looking for something that's going to be quick, easy, and effortless – and trying to ride the wave of making something that's going to give them the quick buck versus taking the time and effort to actually make a game that, you know, has a lot of development into it so that people enjoy it. And then we think of Ubisoft and then we go, you know, this is going to be amazing. Because, like, you know, last week we spoke about Assassin's Creed Unity and now we're talking about Fire Cry 4 and both of them, okay, there could have been more. Well, at least debris. I didn't pay Fire Cry 4 right. yet. But so that's, you know, again, it... it lowers their brand. And I think that after a while, they're not going to be able to just ride off of the gravy of past successes. Yeah. I have to agree with that. So, yeah. you know, and going to your point, Steve, I think Blood Dragon is a game that showed a ton of um, yeah. innovation. And I was talking, I thought that was one of the freshest IPs they launched in years, which is why I was truly confounded this week when I was talking to uh, I think it was the producer of that game or creative director of that game on Twitter and you know I found out that there's not going to be a sequel to Blood Dragon I just I would have thought that would have been a slam dunk because it got such great reviews uh, you know last year when it came out so you would think it would be like the zombies mode in the Call of Duty games yeah it's I, I truly don't get it so I don't know it's it's certainly for me as a consumer and a developer it makes me have less faith in Ubisoft. So, you know, other people can make up their own mind. And I want to be clear, if you have not played the frack out of Far Cry 3, Far Cry 4 is a good game. It's not as good a story, but it's just more of what I enjoyed about Far Cry 3. So, you know, I'm going to play it and I'll finish it. But, you know, it's something I've already, it's a game I've already spent 100 hours playing. This is like the same conversation that we had about Infamous Second Son, too. Yeah, yeah. Where, where both of us were rare in rare agreement. <laughs> that it was it was just too similar or felt too similar to Infamous 2 and it just wasn't that interesting. I mean it was it's a good game if you that that also is a good game if you hadn't played Infamous 2, but if you just came I I had at the time just come off of Infamous 2 right. and then went to play that and it's like, well, I just played this game, I don't need to play it again. Right. 
I just don't understand why, I mean, a sequel should bring, uh, like, when I think about what makes a good sequel, I think about all the, the, the people that made the game sitting around and having an honest conversation about what worked and what didn't. And I think bold sequels correct some of the missteps of the previous one. And I think if the previous one was successful, I think it, like, you know, maybe gets very brave and cuts away some of the things that worked and struck out in a new direction. Like uh, Mass Effect 2. I would call, unlike Maddie, I would call Mass Effect 2 a oh perfect my game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Oh, it's, okay. it's Maddie's turn this week, uh, apparently. I, I would call it a 10. No, I would call I, it a 10. I Okay, so that's actually a separate topic, which isn't on the topics list. <laughs> but Bree and I had a bit of a difference of opinion on Twitter this week about whether or not what a, what a perfect 10 game is essentially right, and like right. i've never given out a 10 i don't think somebody can go back into my archives please don't do that there's a lot of bad writing but Ooh. Ooh, that's <laughs> but i don't think now. i've ever given a 10 and and it's, there's not any particular reason why it's just like i don't think anything's perfect and i feel like if i give a 10 to a game then some pedantic person is going to show up and be like why did you give this a 10? I, I just, it's like, I just don't want to deal with it. And so to me, a 9.5 is like the highest score I've ever given. So wouldn't that make like a 9.5 like perfect? Yes, it would. It's ridiculous. Okay. But I mean, I think the bigger thing here is that like review scores are really, really silly. So sure. I <laughs> I mean, Mass Effect 2, I, I, I guess, sure, it's a 10 to some people, right? But, sure. but this is the other part of it is that what is a perfect 10? to Brianna Wu is not necessarily a perfect 10 to Maddie Myers or to Georgia Dow. So that's another reason why scores are kind of silly because to me, I think that Bayonetta 2 is a 9.5, but other people might play it and be like, this is a seven. Like I would not expect Steve to play the game and get as much enjoyment out of it as I did. Sure. That's fine. I know Steve's taste. I know he won't like it. So like even giving out a score to a game is very silly to me. I When I write reviews, I try to just approach it from that perspective of like what I like and try to make it clear. So anyway, yeah, uh, we're in a fight now because Mass Effect <laughs> yeah, 2 is the greatest game ever. I wouldn't ever. call it a fight. I would say it's a different, <laughs> difference. I think there are very Well, you few... have also never had to review video games and fight with people on the internet about what score you have given to a game. <laughs> That's right. True. right. But as someone that recently played through Mass Effect 2 again, like after it's been out for a while. It holds out? It, it, holds it, up is, for you? it is, in my opinion, the mechanics in that game are perfect. I, I think it's a great game. Way Mass Effect 3 do. Um, I think we'd all agree that Mass Effect 3 is a worse game. Yeah, I would agree with that. But it also struck out very boldly in some new directions. Like the multiplayer for Mass Effect 3 is yeah. the most fun really I've had good. in any multiplayer ever if they shipped a game that was just that multiplayer i would be so addicted to it that i would never play anything else i still play mass effect 3 multiplayer all the time so i think good sequels even if the game is perfect find some new area to explore um now with far cry 4 original like allegedly that's like playing with people online which is admittedly something i'm not into you know, and you can team up with buddies and take on outposts and all that kind of stuff. And I maybe that's fun. It's just not something I want to do. I don't know. I, I guess I'm saying the reason I personally have stopped playing the Assassin's Creed series isn't just, 
you know, the fact that they choose to not include women in that series. I also seen a real stagnation in their willingness to innovate in that series. Black Flag was really, really, really identical to every other Assassin's Creed that I've played. And I think if they're not going to be willing, I think if Ubisoft is unwilling to take chances and innovate, I think it's going to hurt their company in the long run. So, Well, but taking risks is like a financial problem for them right now. They just, you can't take a creative risk if you're Ubisoft right now. I'm just worried that they're just going to, we're just going to see a bunch of layoffs from them next. Why do you say that? Well, because I'm worried that they're going to lose money from people not buying Far Cry 4. Because I feel like I've seen nothing but disappointment from people on this. And especially Unity as well. Yeah. So if you don't make back the money that you spent, you can't keep paying your developers. Yeah. But you can take risks with some of these franchises. I mean, look at Skylanders. I mean, Skylanders is a complete and total cash cow for Activision. (laughs) But they're they're completely like read you know, overhauling the game with every with every generation. You know, I think you can if you're willing to do it, but I think that you have to be kind of in a secure place to be willing to do that too. If you're not as secure, then those risks are scarier and they're less likely to happen. And I feel like Assassin's Creed used to take risks, but I it, it does so more in the little DLCs and not so much with the big games. And also every Assassin's Creed game is so different anyway. It's hard to even make any sweeping generalization about what they're doing. Yeah. Anyway. It, um, it bums me out too because I would really like I, my second major in college was history and I would love to have some better historical mm. games than than just Assassin's Creed. I mean I know, I know there are some others but usually they're not that many that are actually accurate. Yeah, typically the strategy games. Well, Civilization 5 is so accurate. <laughs> I actually saw there was like this game. I don't remember what the name of it was, but there was a game that's like a Dynasty Warriors game, but taking place during the Hundred Years' War. That looks pretty interesting. That may or may not let you play as Joan of Arc. Oh, so, cool! That sounds neat. That might be interesting, but you know, that's I, I would because I every time an Assassin's Creed game comes out, I'm like, oh, I would love to play a game that's in the American Revolution, and right. then it's Assassin's Creed Three. So. Mm. Anyway, we should take a break and uh, talk about lynda.com, which is an easy and affordable way to help you learn. You can stream thousands of courses uh, created by experts on business, software, web development, graphic design. Uh, They work directly with industry experts and software companies to get training, sometimes as soon as the software hits the market. So you're always up to speed. You're always ready to go. All the courses are super high quality. They break them up into little pieces. So if you only have a few minutes to learn, you can absolutely just go right there and pick up the piece that you need and get back to work. Uh, There's transcripts and playlists and certificates. Uh, You can publish them to LinkedIn. Uh, They have courses for all types of ability levels from beginner to advanced. And uh, one low price of $25 a month gives you access to over 100,000 video tutorials that you can also play on your iPhone, iPad, or on your Android device. And if you have a premium account, you can even go download those videos to your device and watch them offline. So if you're getting on a plane or somewhere where you don't have internet, you can still take that time to learn. We have a deal with lynda.com. It was seven days, and now you're able to get 10 days for free if you go to lynda.com, L-Y-N-D-A.com slash isometric, and you can try lynda.com free for 10 days. And you know, you can use Linda to go and learn all the things you want to do to build the, build your own game that you want to talk about. Maybe you can put a game in uh, the Hundred Years' War or the or the American Revolution. Mm. So, so anyway, so thank you to Linda for for supporting Five by Five and Isometric. 
So let's talk about Dragon Age Inquisition, which should be a bit of a happier topic, I would imagine, unless... Yeah. Okay. Because... And... <laughs> Did only Bree and I get this game? No, I actually got it just this evening, and I play. I... I played through the first hour of it so i at least would have a little awesome. bit of experience you with designed it. your character i blew through the character creator <laughs> as fast as i possibly could what? What? What did you, who did you pick what? what did you design first of all steve you're doing it wrong Second i know of all, yeah. what class did you pick i picked a human mage okay fine okay i like the human mage um i i don't you know here's the thing right i know and i know that this is super important to the both of you the, the character creator. Oh boy, here we go. I know we've had oh this conversation. Boy. Hold on, Steve. I, be careful. Yeah. Be careful, no, Steve. In, yeah. No, no, no. Let's think about your oh. next words very carefully. Steve, this yeah. could be bad. Yeah. In a game where I'm not playing my own story, per se, I don't necessarily want the character to look like me. What what game are you That's playing fair. your own story? Like, you mean like... Rock a, Band is the only one that I can think of. Okay. Or like Maze and or Smash. Or When right. you get to... When, other when I play, play Mass that, Effect... Or, like Renegade Shepherd, that's my story. Like that is yeah. what Brianna. <laughs> no, I, well, I know that's a bit different. That could be true, actually. See, but but Brie, you actually are pretty much Commander Shepherd in real life. I, yeah, I, so yeah. that is literally your career, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm, cool. I'm, I'm Commander Shepherd, Renegade, but a game dev. Like yeah. instead of fighting the Reapers, I'm a game dev. <laughs> but Fair. anyway, so I don't I don't really necessarily want the character to look like me when I'm when I'm playing a game like this and I am not, I don't have the patience to sit there and tweak it. Cause I can never get it to look like what I want to look like no matter what. So I yeah. just kind of usually just want to take one of the defaults that looks okay and go with it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Okay. I still spend, forever, I know that's though. blasphemy to the, to well, the, no, it's you know. not necessarily, it's, but I mean, like, I, I think part of the yeah. fun is, is designing somebody who you think looks cool. It yeah. doesn't have to look like you. It look yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, but it looks neat. Dragon Age hair options. It's not oh yeah. Look like well, they're you. terrible. Can we link to that article in the show notes? I'm going to find that. Please, yeah. Please put it in the show notes. And I will link to it. There was a great piece just taking their hair apart. And I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, 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 I don't think okay. she understands. So, so you can look at the way they do their morph topology for the faces and the way that, like, they've done it so lovingly. And, like, you can adjust, like, every little freaking thing with their, like, they have different eyelashes. They have, like, which of these ten eyelash styles would you like? Which you'll never see in the game unless it's, like, super zoomed in on their faces, turned to the side, and you've lost your mind. So, <laughs> why? Why? God, why? Why? <laughs> why are the hair options so awful? Oh my god! I will tell you this: so I have bad. I don't ever notice this stuff, oh, and I know well, you're probably how bad it was. playing as a guy, right? No, right. but even but there are enough women in the scene in the scenes around me that I notice it. Their mm -hmm. hair is fine. Their hair is fine. I would love like the the hair of any of the women around you. Like uh, I don't want to give spoilers, but yeah, there's some yeah. good hairstyles in the yeah. game. But the character creation options are real bad. Oh. I mean, I yeah. I'm, I'm looking playing, at this article now. This is terrible. Yeah, I'm playing as a Canari warrior, so I just have her with her head shaved basically because the Canari have these cool horns, and so she looks super cool. Even she has sort of like a cornrose style hair, and it looks great. But I didn't even try to give her, like, a real hairstyle. I mean, the Canari hair options are terrible because, like, they can't figure out what to do with the hair and the horns. I don't know why. There are plenty of things you can do. 
<laughs> but they have not come up with anything. So that's what I did. What did you pick for hair, Brie? Uh, so I picked um, a human mage female. I like the the... As a tech feminist, I like the mages because they're like a, an oppressed class and there's all this, you know, undercurrent yeah, with them actually, and trying yeah, to definitely. and trying to keep them under control and stuff. And like you can that. literally breathe fire. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just so like I, every feminist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I always play as a, a human mage, but I don't try to make it like me. I try to make a character that looks pretty by what I personally think is pretty. And that was really challenging. Even though the face was gorgeous. <laughs> Even though yeah. the face faces was The faces are very pretty, but the hair... I'm, I'm looking oh at this article God. and like half the hairstyles are like G, are like the Mimor in G.I. Jane. Why yeah, do you they have do like a lot 10 of head different shaved heads? It's because it's like, they do, can't render oh, hair, so they just oh give her God. a shaved head. I don't know. I don't get it. Oh, anyway, but the game is good. This is, is why I, this is why I love this show. <laughs> this is why I love this show that we all agree that the game is awesome, and we spend ten minutes yelling about the hair. I love this. This is awesome. Look, the hair is a lot of women play this game. Okay? I know, no, I, it's completely valid. I'm and not, like, not discounting it at all. Women, a lot of gay guys play this game. Yeah. a lot of people who care about what hair looks like in a game play this game, and it's not being catered to them, and it should. But, but it's even for me looking at it as a 3D artist. Okay, yeah. what did they put on their head? Like they're cheating with some polyplanes <laughs> because they're lazy. Okay, but look, this is freaking next gen. Okay, this is like I spent $500 on this <laughs> stupid box. And don't tell me you can't freaking afford another two draw calls on the character to make some alpha blades in their hair and make it look okay it's not okay to me yeah make it happen also this is a game it's not like a first person game where you don't ever really see the character or you're constantly just seeing the back of their head obviously you do in combat a lot but dragon age specifically has a lot of cutscenes where you're watching your character emote and walk around the room and you're picking which emotions they have you're looking at their hair a lot <laughs> so yeah. you're gonna want to like it <laughs> i don't Make know it happen bioware why the frack do i have to have the same ugly stupid chin length <laughs> haircut that looks like it's <laughs> you stole it from some housewife in the 50s that i had oh for gosh. mass effect one mass effect two mass effect three Dragon Age Origins, Dragon Age 2, and now again, how many times can I just do this because you won't freaking invest two more draw calls in some hair for some polyplanes and alpha plates? I don't understand it. Someone mod breathe some hair already. Yeah. Seriously. Come on, seriously. Jailbreak my we PS4 friends. for the hair mods. <laughs> that is the thing though once you have accepted what your hair what your character looks like that's it you can't yeah. change her hairstyle midway through the game very unrealistic by the way <laughs> i change my hairstyle whenever i want so dragon age let me do that just dragon saying. age origins had uh there was a pool like this this in some dlc where you could change your appearance if i'm remembering correctly i think dragon age 2 also had that so oh, i didn't even know that yeah, uh, that would be good. Charge you, charge you to change your appearance. That sounds like something EA would do. Oh, uh, yeah. I I actually don't like it when people blast EA unless it's about their hair. Like, that's okay. <laughs> well, we're but... I'm willing to go hard on them for this because it is BS. It is. 
I don't know. That would be actually kind of brilliant if they put in the all these horrible hairstyles and then they released a paid DLC for like ten dollars. That would let you respect your Charge respect your character for with it. decent hair. Yeah, who's already made her character, so she'd have to make a new character. No, so no, that's Brie what I'm would saying. Be renting. No, no, but that would be interesting because then Brie would get to rent the next episode of Isometric. Because she can't change this amazing hair. What? This is I'm very not, convoluted. I'm not ranting. I am passionate. Right. My, my, my apologies. It's hard my to tell apologies. the difference sometimes. Can we can we talk about another problem what? I have with this game? Sure. Oh, go ahead. No, the, the you, are we just going to complain? Well, okay. So this is... So I start playing it. This is a well-done game. I just want to say, like, as a feminist, this game gets... Two gigantic thumbs up, A plus, perfect job, fantastic no, job I Bioware for I agree. well so far, written, I agree. awesome characters that are people. They pass the Maddie Myers test. They for are, sure. They are people. A hundred percent. I completely agree. As Maddie Myers, I firmly stamp <laughs> this game. No, seriously, within like the first 10 minutes, I mean, Steve, you played the first hour, you know there's like... yeah three women in the first 10 minutes of the game and they're actually doing something they're actually right. fighting and actually kicking ass and, and actually they're being all useful. individuals they're not right. just all the same woman three times <laughs> and actually having a conversation with one another uh-huh. right it was pretty amazing um that said what i have a problem with is after you play past the first mission there is an immense difficulty spike where the game just throws all these mechanics at you. And I remember this moment from Dragon Age Origins where they they threw all this stuff at me and it's like, oh, where am I going on this huge map? Oh, I've got camps now. Oh, I've got to close these rifts. And, you know, like, oh, I've got to get potions. And it, like, throws all these really hardcore mechanics at you all at once and just says, good luck. And yeah. and I I'm a hardcore enough gamer that I'll be able to get through that and figure it out. But I think it's a really poor design choice. And I think if you're a more casual or midcore gamer, I think it's going to be very challenging for you. And it's just I think that Mass Effect did this so skillfully, gradually training people about the mechanics that to just see it all thrown at you was very disappointing. I always wonder why why mm. games do that because I find that if I get really frustrated in a game, that'll be like there's so many games now out there. Like when I was younger, there wasn't that many games, so I was gonna play whatever game. It didn't matter how hard it was because it's my only game. So I'm gonna spend an hour, three hours, seven to get by one little tiny area in a game. But if something's really frustrating and it 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 increases my feeling of like learned helplessness and I end up going through like like a full ego depletion, I'm like, I'm just gonna bail on this game and play a different game. Um we all know which game that'll be. <laughs> I mean, I guess even even before they throw all that stuff at you, it's like even in the first mission where they're you get to the first big fight and then they're like, Here, you have a party now. You can tell all your party members what to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like Really? I'm going to pause the game and every time that I get into a battle and I'm going to like manually tell each person what to do and then readjust it in the middle of the battle. And that even that 
Yeah, that's that would be that's the big new thing about this game that's difficult. I mean, you could always do that in in previous versions, but in this, there's this sort of zoom out mode where it's almost like tactical Starcrafty feeling, where I'm like clicking on each person and being like, okay, you yeah. do this, then you do this, then you do this, and that's like using a completely different part of my brain that I don't normally use when right. playing Dragon Age, and <laughs> yeah. I'm like, whoa, what is this? So I I was surprised by that, but also, I mean, I got this game. Like a week ago, so whatever. Yeah, I mean, I've only played an hour of it, to be sure, but I mean, it's like, at least in Mass Effect, and I I actually didn't really like the way that they handled the party in Mass Effect 3 versus Mass Effect 2, Hmm. where you pretty much, they did whatever they wanted, and you can, uh, you could kind of suggest to them that they use a power every so often, but... (laughs) Compared to what this is, it's like almost, it's like too far in the other direction, it's like... Like, in this game, you really can't get by on normal if you don't start yeah. At telling people what to do. I don't think. I mean, not for long. I'm just warning you guys. <laughs> you are going to have to start micromanaging. No, I'm just going to switch to casual is probably what's going to end up happening. I, can I tell you, Steve, for the first Dragon Age, I there was a moment where I started playing on normal and I said... My, I cannot enjoy Dragon Age Origins on normal because I'm getting my butt handed to me and I want to enjoy this game for the story. And I very happily set it to casual and I don't give a crap about all the people out there that want to like talk about how much they love tweaking their party or you have to play on PC so you can zoom out and do this tactical view. I play Dragon Age for the story. Like I have this game for PS4 and as soon as I saw what it was, I was like, oh, I asked them for the wrong review copy because this is a PC game and I asked for a PS4 copy because I thought that would look great and I wanted to play that should have asked him for pc because that seems like the ideal way to play it if you want to strategize but Mm -hmm. if you just want to enjoy the story doesn't really matter i mean it looks great on the ps4 right can i I just register one thing on this that because we've talked about easy mode before but Mm. i with respect to this game series i think because this is like the series where i where i feel like i have to just switch to easy eventually Right, and and I I had to play through Mass Effect three on on easy about halfway through because I got I got frustrated and I wasn't getting through it otherwise. But like it bothers me when you go to sign up and I I have this every, this happens to me every time and I fall for it every single time <laughs> where you go in and it and it gives you the descriptions of what normal and uh-huh. and easy are going to be. I know what you're talking about, and it's like normal <laughs> is for if you've played an RPG before, you should probably pick normal. And if you, and casual is really for somebody who's never played a game like this before, and you and you just want to see the story. And I'm like, well, I've played games like this before. I can probably handle normal. And no, yeah. no, I can't. And what's what's <laughs> wackier? I haven't even tried these, but this has a hard and an extra hard mode. And I'm Why? like, who is playing those? Who? Write into the show and tell me because I want to know who is playing Dragon Age Inquisition on very hard mode. Like extra, extra hard. Is it not like a new game plus mode or am I mistaken about that? No, I think you can start. You can pick it right off the bat. It, you can start off the game. I think. I didn't even select it because I was annoyed it existed. <laughs> so I don't know. But it, it look, it had four difficulty settings and they were casual, normal, which... Calling it normal is annoying as well, by the way. Call it medium, please. Medium, hard, and very hard. And I was like, why are there four difficulty settings? This is Dragon Age. You you need to give me, I want combat or I don't want combat. Those are, just switch it off or on. Like, that's how this game works. And honestly, like, the people who write this game 
put so much thought into it. There's these are narrative games to me. Like, I mean, I just I don't know. I realize there are people who like the RPG elements yeah. of it, but I, I I just have so much trouble getting into that side of things. And like I play Starcraft, like I like strategy games, but for whatever reason, Dragon Age, I'm just like that's not what I came here to see. That's not the headspace that I'm in when I turn it on. Do, do you guys agree yeah. with me? No, I mean you're not playing a game like this for the challenge. I mean this is like this is like going and watching a Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah, except that you get to be Frodo, except that Frodo's a badass Kunari lady, and also you get <laughs> to do whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like it's not fun to fail repeatedly in a game like no, this. No, it is. So I think that that's. Isn't. But Steve, you brought up a great point because it is the fact that. These games, we're playing these games for fun. And I think that sometimes people are forgetting. They make them so difficult that I'm not having fun anymore. I Like, I can have a rough time in my real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can just pick a fight with my husband if I want to have difficulty <laughs> mode on. You know what I mean? It can be fun to, like, challenge yourself. But I think that, there's like, juxtaposing. And then there's making you yeah. feel stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and useless. And, like, why would I do that? It's like going over to some other, you know, your friend's house and giving their kids lots of candy and then leaving them with a toy that makes lots of noise and moves around. Like, that's <laughs> like, you know, if you want to play, like, evil mode. We're getting we're getting dangerously close to Bree's parenting corner again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. I, I do have to I feel like I have to say this. When I played Bayonetta 2, I I had a rush come over me <laughs> that there was a a shamelessly hardcore, very punishing game. Because Bayonetta 2 is hard. Yeah. And there are people that play Dragon Age because they want a difficult, really no-nonsense, very strategic, combat-oriented game that lets them figure out all the intricacies with like mixing combat together and what's effective and, and all that kind of stuff. And I just, I feel like I've got to say, like, if that's the kind of game you want to play, more power to you. Because it's clear there are a lot of people that love Dragon Age for that, even though I'm right there with you and I only care about the story. So, no, I I know it's good that there's an option. Yeah. I mean, like, all of those people were the same people who got really angry that there even is a mode where you can turn the combat off. (laughs) Like, those are the people who got really mad about that. I remember when that happened. But, I don't hang out with those people. <laughs> I mean, also, like, you can't really skip the cutscenes in Dragon Age. Like, it's not like other quote-unquote hardcore games where, like, it's really focused on the combat and the story is sort of an afterthought and you can kind of skip over it. Dragon Age, the story is a really big part of it and choosing what you say to people is not something that you can skip. So you're either a person who's into hardcore combat and story or you're a person who's really into the story and maybe you think the combat is kind of getting in the way of that a little bit. It seems like it seems like if you're going to be playing it on hard like it seems like maybe like a Dynasty Warriors game is more you know Yeah, I, or like Civilization if you're into the strategy yeah. side of what this right. game has to offer or Right, or or XCOM or something right, like that. Right, or XCOM. Yeah, or uh, I don't know. I was going to say Diablo but honestly, yeah, no. Diablo's too easy these days. <laughs> it's not as complicated as this game is. This game gets very complicated very quickly. Like there's yeah. crafting. Yeah. There, there's like you build things, you collect items and build things, which is like what? And and you 
the skill trees in Dragon Age always drive me bonkers because I can never decide what skills I want to give everybody. Yeah. And then I just sit there for an hour reading all the skills and feeling oh, really overwhelmed. You. Can you respec at all? Um, I don't even know. Probably I never, not. <laughs> I, I Honestly, like I spend so much time deciding the first time that respecking would just destroy yeah. me. So <laughs> I don't even need to know if you can respect. Nobody tell me. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm because yeah. I'm still damaged from like Diablo 2. Yeah, totally. Me too. Where you had to have a really specific build and you had to look up what it was or else it wasn't going to work. Right. And if you picked the wrong thing, you'd be doomed. And I God mean, forbid you were indecisive and you went down two trees of the same area. You can't and do then that. You're, you're you can't do that. And I'm always worried that, like, especially when I have a game ahead of time and I can't ask anybody for advice or, like, Google anything, which happens to me a lot. Like, I'll have a game and I'm like, well, I'm completely in the dark. I have no idea what any of these options will do. So I just have to go with my gut but yeah there's so many choices in this game tactically and it's kind of overwhelming but hey somebody out there loves it power to you yeah can we talk about the story yes! sure so story. i freaking hate fantasy <laughs> i i hate fantasy generally speaking the idea of living in an era without moisturizer is just unappealing to me <laughs> um i just i generally hate fantasy but I love Dragon Age. I love Dragon Age because it feels to me like the first fantasy universe that I've played that kind of broke away from, you know, Tolkien in a in a significant way. And I think like things like the the mages and the circles and the Templar, I mean, it's just it or the Darkspawn or the Grey Wardens, I just think it's I think it's a really well-crafted universe, and I think it it really rewards you for having played it enough to understand the universe in a way that makes the narrative feel much richer to you. So I just, I don't know. It's like I dislike fantasy, but I really like this fantasy world. Do you guys know where I'm coming from? Yeah, I, I mean, I would say even as somebody who really, I, I played very little of the first two Dragon Age games. Wow. And... I, I was drawn in by the story of this one. I will uh, even not really knowing any of the lore. And I tried to do the Dragon Age keep thing. Oh, that mm -hmm. was awesome. And I looked at it and I'm like, wow, I am way in over my head <laughs> with this thing. Because I started yeah. looking at the tapestry and it's like, oh, you know, this person could do this and do this, except without any context. I'm like, I think I'm just going to go in fresh and not not worry about that. Yeah, I think but, it just picks sort of a default setting for you yeah. if you don't want to do that stuff, which is fine. But it leaves so many people dead. Don't do that. Don't do that. That would be a huge mistake. Okay. I like will the, I will yeah. tell you this because Maureen, Maureen was disappointed that I started without her. You can advise me how to set that up and I will start over and in a way that's going to make it not, not crappy. There okay. is a version of the keep that lets you watch these cutscenes, and you is kind there? of make decisions as you go. So you may yep. not have, you may need to trigger that. I rewatched it, even though I had played them just to kind of jog my memory because I just wanted to make sure that I was picking exactly what I picked the first time. So I thought it was kind of fun to rewatch all the, all the little miniature versions of the cutscenes again. I, I did don't know too. if you did that. Brie. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought it, was it was fun. Okay. And I mean, it is, it's a lot of information, but actually watching it now that you've played the first hour of the game might be good anyway, because now you kind of know a little bit what the political context is. So you won't be going in cold. You'll be like, oh, right. I remember that the Templars do X, Y, Z. 
and you'll you'll it'll come back to you a little bit. Yeah, that might be a, might be a better way to go, and then I could just start over and and I can spend some time with the character creator because apparently it's important. And uh... you don't have to, I, you know, <laughs> it's fine. I if it doesn't resonate with you, it's fine. I I think like it's just one of those many ways that I'm broken, Maddie, and it's okay. <laughs> You don't have a creative spirit. You know, you know what it is. You know what it is, is that anything visual, I just completely get like if I have to and I this happens to me like when I have to do like a web page at work or anything like that. If I have or like when I'm, you know, looking at like something like Minecraft or Disney Infinity, if I have a blank canvas in front of me, even if it's starting from somewhere, I get such analysis paralysis that no. I can't do anything. And it's wow. like, I just want somebody to make that decision for me because it's wow. so like overwhelming and stressful that I just can't deal with it. Wow. Yeah. That's like the opposite of That's me. That's sad. Yeah. I know. <laughs> That's like what a non-creative person is like. I'm creative, just not, just not visually. Well, look at the care that like the secret weapon of why Isometric is a good podcast right. is Steve's editing. <laughs> Right, and true. I mean that's, that's a creative. That's a creative. Steve manages decision. to make us sound intelligent every week. <laughs> it's actually just all the miracle of editing. We have never <laughs> said a complete sentence in the history of the show, but Steve has constructed complete sentences for us elaborately. It's really just like it's like when they they recreated Roger Ebert's voice out of all of his uh, all of his shows. That's really all I'm doing right now. Like the Six Million Dollar Man. He's like. We can rebuild them. Better, yeah, none of stronger. us are real. Women don't play games. So anyway, um, I like creating characters, but that's because I like the role-playing side of this where I get to pretend that I am the character and the whole time I'm like, I've created a character. What would this character do or say in this scenario? And what do they look like and what's their backstory? I, I get totally into that part of it. I do too. I find like as different parts of my personality have have shifted over the years, I find it it's strange whereas like maybe 10 years ago if I had a character created creator I wanted to create someone that was maybe more of a hero and now it's like let me make someone that's more goth or tough looking, you know, someone with an edge to them. And I feel that like the 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 way I plan to role play a character is like shown in the way I create the character, and uh, it it's tremendously important for me in making an emotional connection to the character. But that said, I want to kind of give you an out, Steve, because okay. I've talked to a lot of guys about Dragon Age sp specifically. And they're just like, yeah, I don't care. Just throw a helmet on the dude. I don't, yeah. I don't care. And uh, I think that no, 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 that's yeah. not a guy thing because Zach spent like an hour creating his character, and I'm pretty sure he's never going to do anything with it. He just thought it was fun <laughs> to sit there and try out a million different ways that this cute little elf lady could look. And sure. I mean, he just thought that was cool and like looking, like exploring the options. And he loves like picking out armor sets and stuff. And like some people are just visual and some people yeah. just sure. aren't. I think it's like a visual, not visual. Yeah, thing. I'm not saying it's a guy versus girl. Okay. Yeah. I'm saying I've <laughs> talked to men this week about that. But Frank, like, Frank is an artist and as a four time, my husband Frank is a four time Hugo Award winner. He has really weird feelings about noses. So when I do a character creator, he will sit there and tweak her nose for like 20 minutes getting it the way he wants it. And I'm like, her nose? Yeah. Wow. Well, Are there even noses. enough options for him to really do that? Yeah. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I sit there and make a character of Frank and we like tweak the face because it's, you know, it's fun. It's visual. It's artistic. But I'm, I'm just saying, Steve, I think there are, I think you're not alone. Okay. Even though I think you're weird. But. Well, that's okay. I mean, I think I'm pretty much well established that I'm, I'm weird and broken. And all well, but of Steve, do you ways. get into, even if you don't like the visual part, that's fine. But like, do you get into the role playing part of things? Like when you're playing, are you like, yeah, I'm this character. I'm going to role play as him or I, her. I see it more like watching a movie than, than role playing. How do you choose your, your dialogue option? I usually just go all Paragon because that's the way I am. But Oh my God, Steve. Okay. Wow. I mean, I normally do that, but like in Dragon Age, I always pick the snarky option because there's the snarky. snarky well, yeah, that's... There's not enough of that in this one. I wish I, there were more. Yeah. Oh. But, I, but I'm going with what I have. Dragon Age usually has like super nice suck up version. And then there's like the snarky, sarcastic version. And then there's like jerk. Yeah. <laughs> it's I not pick, jerk. It's, it's, it's defiant. Right, but but right. we've talked we've talked about this too, where that's well, not a role yeah. playing. It's not a role playing game. It's me being trained that the the renegade path is typically more difficult than the paragon path, even mm. though it's not it's not true. And especially in these games, it's not true. But that's happened to me enough that that's just kind of my instinct when I'm playing these games now. See, I yeah. just feel bad. I think it's just the Canadian in me. I just feel bad to say so. like I'm like oh I would never like the same thing when I was playing Rev sixteen and even after Brie like said like you should really play it this way I was like I can't I can't do it it just seems mean I can't wow it seems wrong how are we friends then <laughs> well I don't play as a, the renegade option in Mass Effect but but I can I can do it in Dragon Age wow. because Dragon Age has kind of this middle of the road version that feels a little bit more like what I would do not that I'm playing as me per se but I feel like I'm more comfortable with the sort of sarcastic character. Because it's like mean, but not like openly mean. mean. <laughs> it's not. It's mean, but not openly antagonistic. Yeah, yeah. It's mean in a backhanded, passive aggressive way, just like me. <laughs> Aww. Uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah. I think this game is good. Maybe this just speaks to my personality, but like, there's yeah, spoiler right here. There's a scene where you're all sitting around a table, and um, yeah, they basically the Inquisition wants you to to do some things. And, like, you can choose, like, the, I guess you would call it the jerk option, Maddie. But it's, <laughs> to me, it's the character standing up and saying, like, hey, you know, you want me to do X, Y, or Z? Like, it's her being self-actualized and standing up for herself. It's not being passive and saying, oh, okay, well, if you want me to do that, I'll go ahead and go do that. Like, that's not a realistic that's not a good way to run your life, you know? I don't know. <laughs> no, it's Maybe not. it's just me. So. I mean, I think for that scene there were some choices that were like, I'm not sure how I feel about that, which were more the middle of the road choices. Right. But that scene also, interestingly, ends the same way no matter what you do because the game can't happen unless you work <laughs> with the Inquisition. No. So I thought that was sort of interesting that like, even though I picked some answers during that particular scene that I think maybe, I may have even picked some jerk option ones because I know I was kind of pushing back because I, I know what you're talking about. I, I was kind of put off by that because anytime anybody tells me what to do i'm like hold on <laughs> let's talk about what you're asking for but i mean at the end of the day you have to join the inquisition in this game because the name of the game is dragon age inquisition so yeah but they did they did do it in an interesting way i agree and and i think that there were some really cool lines there that you could pick the, the icon isn't a middle finger. No, you know, no, no, it's, it's not. It's, <laughs> a, it's, a, it's a strong armor in red. 
and I think it's like defiant or strength. And I don't know, maybe maybe this explains a lot about my personality. It's like, of course, <laughs> I'm going to pick that option. No, no. I think it's depends... like, why give me another option? Yeah. <laughs> That was one too many. That was one too many options. I mean, like I'm, I'm kind of doing the writers a disservice here by even calling it that, and I apologize to them. But it's, it's really that it's impressively nuanced. It's exactly the kind of writing that I'm always asking people to do because every dialogue option that I have chosen, at least, seems like something somebody might really say in that situation. Right. And that is so refreshing. And like getting to play as a female character is always amazing. And the story is unfolding in unexpected ways that are very cool. And I just, I don't know. I have nothing but good things to say. But, I mean, it's definitely for Dragon Age fans. Like, if you played other Dragon Age games, you didn't like them. You're not going to like this. But oh, if God, you did no. like them, then you probably already bought this. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so talking about other characters you can play as a female. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 We have a little bit of follow-up from a few weeks ago. Georgia so, found a good story for so, us. So, um, we, we have been, you know... We, I've been talking about how much I love Mordor, and and Bree, Maddie, you guys were talking about how, you know, it's not right. There's no female. Bree wasn't going to play it. I was heartbroken, but it is so great that a Monolith Productions they actually watch the show, and so just to get no, Bree they did not to no, play they did not what they don't so, know who we are I, what no yeah 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 no they 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 they're they're fandas, and um, <laughs> they said. To get Bree and Maddie to play, Aww. we That's are not true, out listeners. A- <laughs> this is a fan fiction, <laughs> but parts my, of this are real. It's my hey, it's it's pretty it's pretty close to like they they released this really fast, like probably too fast because we'll we'll talk about that. But um, <laughs> you can now you can play as a female main character in Shadow yeah. of Mordor. It's free. It's yeah, it's completely free. It's free. It's already yeah. a patch. If you load oh, yeah. up your game, it's going to have an oh, update. Yeah, and that's yeah an I, update. I logged into my PS4 to play Dragon Age, and I saw it an update for Shadow of Mordor. You see? And me. you get to play Lothariel. She's already a character in the game. She's the warrior commander of the tribesmen of Nun. And she's got a very deep voice. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah. that is, there's, there's a lot of good things about, like, I played it. It's, like, beautiful. It's flawless. The movement is really good. Her face doesn't go um, blank, like, in Assassin's Creed Unity. But um, there are a few strangeness because, um, well, here, let's, let's just, this is her voice, unfortunately. <laughs> that's, that's one of her. Her, her voice plays through, through a ghetto filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, the ge- the ghetto thing is part of the charm of isometric. We can- we can't afford to get a, a soundboard. We're um, gonna get you a soundboard. That's her voice. Wait, I got one more. I got so one does she more. actually do those barks like when you're running around the game? Well, it's interesting because they actually cut out a lot of the times that he speaks when it she's is the right. same. It's the same voice as the main. Male yeah, because they didn't. They couldn't <laughs> even be not bothered. Just a deep voiced female. I looked up her voice actress today because I was like, who is this person? Is she really busy? And they couldn't get her. She's just this random B-list actress. I'm pretty sure they can call her back in and get her to record some lines. It kind of looks like she needs the work. I looked at her IMDb. (laughs) She played a bit part in Captain America. Good for her. But like, I'm pretty sure she needs the work. So I think they should call her up and get her to come in and record some barks. Well, so, I think yeah. that they were trying to get it in for this week's isometric. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they and had I to really rush it. it. They got yeah. it out this morning, Thursday this morning. I mean, they, they, they did. If, I mean, if this is a reaction, they did turn that around really quick. They, they did. really did. I was so excited. 
And like, so do you excited. think that it might be because enough people complain that you can't play Zelda yeah. in this game? Because yeah, I'm actually incredibly impressed by this. I'm being a little sarcastic, but this is so cool. If that really, it, is it's why unexpected, they did it. is what it is. Because yeah. you don't, you know, free. you don't ever hear about something like this. No, you don't. No. This never happens. This never happens. I mean, even like Shovel Knight, which has promised that, hasn't delivered their no, uh, their gender swap. No, and didn't Assassin's Creed? Didn't they say, um, you know, that they couldn't? Well, they really couldn't. So <laughs> like they whatever. They, they could barely <laughs> animate the men, Georgia. Okay, yeah. so, you're right. All the faceless people were actually women. Yeah. As soon as their face falls off, that's a symbol of them being a woman. All <laughs> femininity. Along. That was the femininity. It's like Samus. Um, right. But yeah, so so this is incredibly cool. And I I am sad that they didn't get the voice acting right or that they didn't like swap out any of the cutscenes or anything like that. But And maybe they still this will. This is like a Band-Aid it, fix where they realized that something was really yeah. wrong and they actually rushed out a Band-Aid fix for it. Like the fact that they would even approach it that way is incredible to me because nobody's ever done that. I don't think. No. I I don't mean to be. I don't I do it, Bree. Don't do it you. to me, Bree. You're trying to hurt no, me. No, no, this is a this is about the the the, the games. Oh, okay. this, is, uh, this is about Maddie's point. Um, I believe that women speaking up about misrepresentation here have more power than I think you may be aware of. Because I think this is a very politically hot topic. Yeah. And I can tell you, like, for myself, I mean, I see companies, I, I I see myself, like, using, you know, who I am to kind of get things changed on a daily basis these days. Like, like Barbie this week is a very minor thing. Like, I helped that go viral, and Mattel actually ended up apologizing. And I don't know. It, it doesn't surprise me that this game got this one critique a lot from very prominent women in game development and that this was an outcome that came later. Like that doesn't surprise me at all. And I think, I think us speaking out about misrepresentation, including, you know, me, you, Anita, you know, Zoe Quinn and others, I think it's making a real difference in the industry in a positive way. So I guess my challenge to you would be don't underestimate the effect that us just talking about this is having. Well, that's legit, but like I've been complaining about this for like seven years. So, <laughs> but it's a fever pitch right now. <laughs> and, it never agree. really did anything before, so I really appreciate that this time now I get to be a warrior princess in a video yeah. game. Where ordinarily, I would have had to be a boring dad, and I really appreciate. Wait, that. you can play the whole game as her. Yeah. You can, but you have to tolerate. Oh! You have to tolerate yeah. boring dad cutscenes. Right, the but... cutscenes are still his. The cutscenes are still his. But I'm playing. I haven't finished the game because I, I'm gonna. I'm waiting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I playing the entire game unfinished as her. So you can start the game from the beginning. Your oh. cutscenes will still be his and your voice is deeper than it probably should be. But, um, it's fully playable as her and, and it works out beautifully. Awesome. I'll take it. Yeah. I'm, that is really, really cool. Like I am happy with that and I really hope they release like a voice actor patch but yeah, I think they probably would do the the uh, like someone like just because they already have a voice actress for this specific character in game because she already played a part. They might have her on contract, so I don't know. But I well, I would voice act it for free thing. if they want. Yeah. I'll do it too. Hey, <laughs> yeah, any of us would voice act Letharian. Well, since they they're such strong listeners of the show, maybe right. that's what mm-hmm. they're hoping there for that go. we offer. I mean, if they're listening that. and they're interested in any of our voices, not Steve's right. though. 
It's it's probably a programming thing. Like if I wanted to go through all of Rev sixty, oh and yeah, that's fork true. The fork the voice acting and give you an option for one voice actor versus another. That would be a freaking unbelievable yeah. nightmare. But the yeah. difference is that for this, it would be only for the commands because for the cutscenes where you hear him speak, it's still going to be him because they're going to have to reanimate yeah, everything. You're talking about an animation tree, Georgia. I mean, right, that's, that's right. still non-trivial. So, so for this, it's really the animation. Like you know, you still have the skin on, and it's only right. like there's only like twenty or twenty-four small little commands that. He yeah, because it sounds like they've already cut out a lot of his barks when you have her yes. loaded up. They just solved that by cutting out half of them or over half yeah. of them. Yeah. Well, then they have the if-then statements in there. So. Right. Oh. right. Okay, cool. So they've already done some of the work by cutting out some of his yes. speaking. So I, yeah. I don't know. It seems like they probably wanted to get this out sooner rather than later, which also yeah. I really appreciate on their part because it means that that's, this is important to them. So I I don't know. I get it. And now I think maybe I should buy it so that I can reward them with my wallet. Oh, yep. There we because go. Black Friday, 25 bucks. I mean, I was going to borrow it from you, Brie, but I feel like this is a really good move on their part. So yeah. I, I yeah. might actually And I hope a lot it. of men get the game and play it as Lothario. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Cause, yeah, know, I let's... saw that. I got a lot of tweets today from people saying they would buy it today because of this. <gasps> I'm not Aww. kidding. I did a tweet about this and it got retweeted like, I don't know, a bunch of times. Not as many times as Brie gets retweeted re- regularly, but you know. <laughs> A little bit. And a bunch of people responded and said they were going to buy the game now. So I hope that they really do and that this is something that people think it matters in the future and that it will be something that is just packaged into the game from the get-go as opposed to release later because they feel bad. Anyway. So, Georgia, is that what you were playing this week? Because I know, I mean, we know what, what Maddie <laughs> and uh, and Bree have been playing. Is that what you were playing this week? Oh, Steve. Steve, I'm sorry. This is going to... Uh, so, so I fell into a trap this week, and I don't apologize. say it. Oh no! If you say, if <laughs> you say what I think you're going to say, oh, I will. So... I will tip this microphone over. <laughs> so, um, someone oh, said no. to me, Georgia, have you tried? Have you tried playing Candy Crush Soda? Oh, and, that's okay. And I what did said, you think she was going to say? Desert Golf. Oh, no, oh, she's been playing Desert Golf for months. That's already happening. Okay. So, that's what I so I was like, no, I'm not going to play that. I'm so sick of Candy Crush. It's horrible. Blah, blah. Like, you know, hating on Candy Crush. Um, I don't really feel that way. But um, so I started playing it, and now I'm addicted to Candy Crush Soda. What is? What's the difference? The game, it is, it's a really beautiful game for a puzzle game, and it has almost the same dynamics, but... The puzzles are more elaborate. Um, you play and there's soda in the game, so it fills up with liquid and you try, your, your candy pieces float up. And it's, it's really addictive and fun, and I think I'm on, like, level... What level am I on here? I'm on, like, in the 70s now already. I just started 72 already, so I've been you playing You can hear deal. the lack of self-respect in George's <laughs> voice. I know. She just sounds miserable. Oh... Yeah, so I blame that one person that tweeted it out to me. I blame him. I was staying strong before that. Candy Crush Soda, I'm downloading it now. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm not. I am not. Not I'm not going to let Georgia drown in a lack of self-respect Thank you, Brie. I will sacrifice my own self-respect. Let her drown in a lack of self-respect soda? I played Desert Golf for you. You should try this. Like, we could Uh, make soda puns here. We could all be drowning in soda. 
Candy Crush Soda is most likely in my iTunes purchases, but I, not not by me. So, but who who would play it? <laughs> who indeed? <laughs> so I have I have a well actually I have a couple games that are not AAA things that I just wanted to bring up. Um, I played Never Alone. Uh, I mentioned that at the top of the show. I I want to talk about that next week because uh, we were Maureen and I got through about half of it. I think, and I want to, I want to play the, through the whole thing before I talk about it. But I will say that if you're looking for, it, it's short, but if you're looking for a couch co-op game to play with your significant other, this is really good. Really? Yeah. Why? What is it about? It's a story about. It's based on a on an Inuit fable. In, in Inupia, I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's Inuit, Inu, right? Is it Inu, Inuit? There's a Q in it somewhere. Let's but Google it, this before we make a horrible mistake. Yeah. So it's. It's based on a uh, on on a fable, and there's a girl whose uh, village is destroyed in a blizzard, and she goes to try to find the source of the blizzard, and she goes on this journey to try to save the village along with her her fox friend. So it it kind of plays like Limbo, where it's it's kind of a puzzle platformer, and you don't have very many things that you can do. And the girl has a bolo and the fox can kind of jump up and scurry around and get to higher levels. So it's – you can either play as one person and then you're switching between them or you can play both. One of you takes each of the characters and plays, which is the better way to do it. So I, I would recommend that. It's not a long game either. I'm hopefully going to finish it with Maureen this weekend. The other game that I play that I do want to talk about is Rollers of the Realm. Which just came out for Steam and PS4 and I believe Xbox One. And do you guys remember Pinball Quest at all? No. Mm-mm. Okay. This is a pinball RPG. Really? Yes. I do remember, by the way, Pinball Quest. Okay. Is it anything like Metroid Prime Pinball? It is not. It is more involved than, than Metroid Prime Pinball. Okay. Uh, it, it is kind of like Metroid Prime Pinball in that... I like that game. You know the, the scenes in Metroid Prime Pinball where the space pirates come down? Yep. That's a lot of what this is. When okay. You're so it's more RPG-like. It's, there are yeah. more sequences where you actually step away from the pinball machine and do something. Yeah. So you have... What, what it is is that you have different characters that you switch between by trapping the ball on the flipper. And then you, you use the analog stick to switch between them when you have the ball trapped. So you start out with a rogue and she has like you 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 get mana from hitting like the bumpers and the and the the targets and whatever so she can summon her dog as like a second ball and then the dog goes in and attacks the, the people also and there's a warrior and he does a lot more damage and he can whenever one of these characters falls through they 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 uh lose a life and you have to revive them so he can create a shield that keeps you from losing a life if you fall down through the bottom. And then there's like a healer because there are archers who actually attack the flippers. So they'll like shoot arrows at the flippers and the flippers will start degrading. And so she can kind of heal the flippers as she's going around. And then there's there's an archer who you get who shoots uh, shoots arrows from a distance at the characters. It's a lot of fun. Sounds pretty good. It's really I, I've been playing it a lot this week. I'm really, really liking it a lot. Hmm. And it's I don't know how long the game is, but from what I've played so far, I'm really enjoying it. It's got like you get you get gold so you can buy items and you can unlock more abilities and it's it's really clever. And I've been waiting for something like Pinball Quest for a long time. So this is really 
I'm I'm disappointed that it launched when it did because I feel like it kind of got buried with everything else that came out this week. But I I think if you're inter- if that sounds interesting to you at all, if you like pinball at all, I would absolutely recommend it. It's pretty good. Well, I don't know that the uh, market for pinball quest is the same as the market for Far Cry Four, but I could be yeah. wrong about that. Well, that's but that's but but you wouldn't even hear about it because there's so no, many I other know. games coming out. I mean, we haven't even talked about all the games that are coming out because. We haven't talked about Little Big Planet, which also came out on Tuesday. Yeah. And then, and then well, I, I, I like it. And Anna McGill's been saying nothing but nice things about it. Yeah, but Alexa said it was broken. Yeah, Alexa yeah. didn't like it. And all I care about is Alexa's opinion. <laughs> Alexa, I didn't listen to Alexa about Hyrule Warrior. She warned me. She actually put it in <laughs> writing for me to say, Bree, don't play this game. She told me personally on Twitter, she's like, Bree, you don't want to play that game. She told me later on Facebook, yeah, I still bought that game and I will never not listen to Alexa again. And okay. now, by the way, our friend Alexa is over at GameSpot right now, so you should totally support her because she's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, she's usually right about video games. She's so. also really right about video games. <laughs> yeah. And Lord of the Rings. Yeah, she yeah. knows a lot about Lord of the Rings. Oh my God. We should get her on the show for like a special Mordor episode we or something. We should. Yes. Let her geek out with Georgia. Oh <laughs> gosh, yeah. She yeah. could make you run for your money, Georgia. She knows a lot I'm about so Lord of the Rings. Well, she, really, she really liked that game too, if I remember correctly. Yep. Did she review it? The game is awesome. Okay. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As always, uh, actually, we want to do something different this week. We want to thank everybody who's been tweeting about the show because I know a lot of you guys have been have been telling friends about it, and we really, really appreciate that. Aww. I mean, that's that helps us reach more people, and uh, you know, just taking the time to do that is really means a lot to us. So we wanted to thank um, Nurse Girl IT, Biohazard Princess, Mark Duvall, Mud Bunny seventy four, Nursely. Uh, the Price is Right, Meow Robot, Panda and Atox, best username ever, by the way. Yeah, that is great. <laughs> um, Arden Sedlins, Ignifluus, uh, Edward Wong 4, Acrobat, Stoof, uh, Matla Schneider, Lidisblur, and Literateki. So thank you all of you for uh, for tweeting about the show. It it's it does help us out a lot to uh, you know to tell other people. And you know, we think that, you know, hopefully once they get to experience our brand of nonsense, they'll be hooked and and they'll be a fan to too. So wait, so are you telling me, Steve? From now on, if someone tweets about the show, there is a possibility we could thank them on the show ourselves. There is, is a that possibility possible? of that. Wow, yeah. wow. Also, you'll have my eternal thanks. Yes, which is even mine. more valuable. My, so, mine yeah. isn't quite as valuable, mm-hmm. but you'll have mine too. <laughs> And if you write a review on iTunes, we oh, yes. often read them because they're brilliant and hilarious, and I love reading them. It actually just makes my day. So uh, you can find the show notes for this show and every show at 5x5.tv slash isometric or isometricshow.com. Uh, you can send us e- feedback via email to feedback at isometricshow.com. And uh, you can follow the show or tweet about the show. Uh, the show account is at isometricshow. And you can follow all four of us individually. I am Wicked Good. Bree, where can people find you? Candy Crush. <laughs> oh, good. So we'll yeah. see your. So where can people find your uh, Candy Crush updates? Tweeting. Okay, that will be on Space Cat Gal. Okay. On yeah. And Maddie, where can people find you? Uh, flying through space, uh, <laughs> defeating alien life forms that may pose a threat to humanity or others. Uh, protecting my home at Samus Cloud. And Georgia. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that it was a question at the end. Like, did I, I do good I enough? I mean, pre- like, obviously, did I do Samus clone, did I... right? Yeah, that's my Twitter handle. That's your Twitter. 
<laughs> right? Okay. And sorry. Georgia, where right. can people find you? Wait, wait. Oh god. Okay. No. Why do you do this to me? Are you wearing your headphones? I am. They're very I love good. it. Oh, that like made me just happy. They stop me from doing that on Vector. So, like, someone like, you know, I'm what do like, you, mean you know, they stop you. They stop How do me. We they stop actually, you? like, no, there's no stopping. <laughs> I think here. we need to get Guy English on the show just to Renee to, to was like, get yeah. Her. Yeah, they were like, don't do it. Don't do it, Georgia. And I'm like, I actually felt the peer pressure, but next week I'm so going to hit my Mario coin. I'm not going to ask in my, you know, low key. Yeah, seriously, why do they get off scot free? Seriously. We don't get to be asked. <laughs> Whatever. Georgia, what Georgia, Georgia what's, your, what's your Twitter? You're the way you are. I like your Mario coin. If they don't Thank like you. it, they can Thank just you. go bleep. Okay, for yeah. you. I will do it next Thank week. You. They may, you know, piss them all, upset them all. Sorry. <laughs> it's at Georgia, uh, at Georgia underscore Dow. So thank you as always for listening, and we will catch you next week. Have a good one. Get your hand turned, he's it.